You are now listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pach Estrada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Read that to me. Read All that right, to I'm me. I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to read it to you like this is the last thing I'm ever going to read, period. It's very important. <laughs> Dan, Hardy, the presses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dan Hardy releases a statement on UFC departure. Says Oof. promotion revoked team's UFC 259 credentials. Whoa. What does that mean? Revoked teams? Like teams yeah, credentials? Yeah, he's got a team. Which team is that? I have no idea. Dan Hardy hopes to reconcile a dispute with his promoter after the company cut direct ties with him mm-hmm. following a disagreement with an employee. Ooh. I'm reading this off MMAfighting.com. Okay. Credit goes to them. Wow. That's pretty vague if you think about it. It's very vague. He's just, it's a private investigation. Oh, my God. That is leaving him with very little closure. So he is no longer going to be working for them as a commentator? or It looks like. Damn. He doesn't even know what he's being accused of. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Damn. He's got That's a full insane. statement on full reptile media. He, on his website. He's got a full, yeah, full statement reptile, on his yeah. website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Confirming this past Sunday. Wow, that's that's one of those things that make you really think about what the UFC's. Yeah, Dan Hardy leaves him in departure too. So it says here, he had a confrontation with a UFC employee, mm-hmm. which took place after UFC Fight Island Seven in January. What? It dated back till January. Uh-huh. How come we never heard of it? Verbal kept... disagreement. Hmm. Oh. I don't think Dan Hardy was known to be a hothead, or or at least he's very gentlemanly about it. He said he's a man. He's already made amends to the employee. I have apologized to the individual for the embarrassment they must have felt. Ooh. Could this be when he was telling the ref off? Was this Dan Hardy? Was this when Cater versus Holloway? Because that's when he was commentating. I mean, that's when he was he was giving uh, the stats of the punches and stuff. I think so. Because was it Dan Hardy that was telling the ref what to do? It was him, right? I think so. I, I read about that briefly, but it kind of went over my head, really. But that's the thing with refs. They're not really employed by the UFC. They're, they're freelancers. Yeah. So might have been after the aftermath of that talking to a UFC employee because it's stated there. Yeah, he's he's still chasing answers privately. Mm. So what I'm guessing what happened was even though he made his amends on a personal level, Mm -hmm. I think this person took it to a professional level. Oh, okay. Man, I wonder what they fought about. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. We're taking a brief break from recording UFC 258 content a few hours after the Holloway Cater event had concluded when the disagreement occurred. Okay. I guess he was disputing something. So this was in between the Cater 
Holloway ver- in between in rounds in between the the in between the paper I mean the events so right. wasn't there wasn't there even a Magni versus Kiesa so I guess I don't know I don't yeah. watch that one so I'm not I don't know if you commentated that there. one either wow well, that sucks yeah I was really looking forward to seeing Dan Hardy's um well you know really be his own commentator I mean he has been commentating for a while, and I love his series on YouTube. The yeah, Warrior. so good, mm-hmm. so good. But for him to be re- like, for him to leave the UFC, well, be fired, is a big deal. It takes a lot to be fired. Yeah, so it seems like he has an idea why mm-hmm. he was fired, but he doesn't know what exactly he's being accused of. Hey, I mean. I don't know if it, this means anything to Dan, but I think he would do really well if he went to other promotions and be a commentator there. It would really yeah. spruce up yeah. the commentary team. So I don't know if this is a good move on the UFC part, UFC side, because actually this will tie into UFC 259 because a lot of people are calling the commentary super biased. So Dan Hardy is one of those commentators, which I believe calls it down the line, but a lot of people are calling it to question DC and Joe's commentary yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people are calling the commentary a bit biased. So, and releasing Dan Hardy is kind of a blow to the commentary team. For me, though. Yeah, I mean, he's a really, really good commentator. Like you said, his, his series on YouTube is like the best. I never miss those. Mm-hmm. I so never, good. ever miss those. Do you, do you agree, though, that the commentary was a bit biased? Um, I don't think so. I think... People are just very there. There are passionate fans out there. Yeah, and they don't like it when it seems like the commentating sounds one-sided. Mm-hmm. But you also have to take into account they're watching ringside, right? So they have a completely different view on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So what may look like a weak punch they can probably hear how strong it is in the octagon. Mm-hmm. So Joe's yeah, like, whoa! Or everyone's like, whoa! Yeah, Joe has that meme going on. Like, someone just breathes. Oh, my it's, God! Oh! And then it's like fucking... Yeah, holding he, everyone. DC's holding him back. Mm-hmm. I fucking yeah. love that, man. Yeah. I, I also agree. It wasn't as biased, but there was a focus. I wouldn't deny there is a focus on Israel Adesanya. Because that was a storyline, right? Yeah, that was yeah. a storyline, right? So they had to really talk about that. But now, as DC mentioned, you know what? He's putting respect in Jan's name. He's going to be able... He can definitely talk about, like, building up his story now. And I, I honestly, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but I don't think D, uh, Israel lost any star power at all. I, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all, right? Yeah. And before we get to that, I think that people are always going to find a reason to complain about the commentating. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, it was Mike Goldberg's... Just one one like, dimension this right uh-huh he's like just like that and everyone's like he says the same thing he he's, repeats himself or he says the wrong thing all right they replaced him they gave us like a bunch of new commentators i think it's just it is what it is right mm. well speaking from experience i've experienced a lot of hate when it comes to esports commentary yeah like you're too biased you're too critical yeah. like I don't know. There's no middle ground. Of course. And you can't help like coming. And I'm telling you this. You can't help but react in real time. 
Yes. Right? So these are people reacting to commentary after having time to let everything sink in. Mm. Right? This is like maybe they're watching the replay or they, you know, are watching clips on ESPN or YouTube or Instagram. But like for you, you're reacting in real time. You're seeing it as it happens. Right? Mm. So your processing time is way shorter than the average audience member watching from home. That's a good point you you bring there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I got mad respect for all the commentary uh, team out there. And I don't know, Dan Hardy being released is a big yeah. blow in yeah. my eyes, because I think last year, a lot of the unsung commentators were able to shine. Like yeah. Bisbing, John. Anik, yeah. He really yeah. felt the roles. What does John Anik say again? What's that? Nemeroff. Uh, Modelo. <laughs> Bold character. I fucking love that, man. Dude, Bold John- character. I love I John like- Attic, dude. John Attic is so good. He's, He's like so one of the good, goats. Dude. Yeah. And the way he also reacts and his usage of words, so good. And the way he steers the conversation. Well, what, like- what's the other one? The where it's like, isn't that the something you would ever see? What's that one? Oh, it's that one of the greatest knockouts you've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, that was, I love that. That was I love that. That was Jorge Masvidal. He, right? he thought of that on in the moment. That's amazing. Yeah, he was able to process that. I and, love that, dude. And time time mark that. It's I, so good. I fucking love that sound bite of John Anik. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest knockouts you'll ever see. It's so mm-hmm. perfect. It was, yeah. And he didn't oversell it or undersell it. That was really one of the greatest knockouts everyone anyone has ever seen. Oh and, man, yeah. Awesome stuff. That guy's a legend, dude. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to pick his brain because he goes on IG Live sometimes. Because especially when he was in Fight Island, he felt like the, he felt stressed because you know the, really? the virus. Yeah, he was away from his family, um, COVID, all oh, that. Yeah. So yeah, he he's very open about the pressure of being a commentator and the jitters right. he gets before coming. He has like a crap load of notes as well, so he prepares like crazy. So. Put respect on the commentators' names, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest knockouts you'll ever see. Even the <laughs> see, right? Like, oh. uh, he's like the hardest worker, dude. I would say so, yeah. From my standpoint, it really looked like he, he climbed the ranks. Yeah. It really from- looked like he started from the bottom and now he's here. Yeah, he was one of the guys that cycled to replace Mike Goldberg, right? And those were big yeah. shoes to fill. Yeah. And yeah, he was able to do it. And that's the thing, right? You're able to mimic him, but not in a Mike Goldberg way. Yeah. He's got his own. Mm-hmm. He's got his own. I think a mark of a great commentator is that if you can't mimic him, if you can't, if you can't copy them, because they're always changing, they're always, but you, and you feel their presence. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. I so love good. that. So, yeah, I honestly think Dan, Dan Hardy might be able to uh, go into Bellator commentating yeah, with Mauro yeah, Ranallo. That's going to yeah. be great. Being part with, with Dan Hardy. Oh, sorry, uh, Mike Goldberg. That's going to be great. Why haven't they offered uh, Mauro? What's his name? Mauro Mar- Ranallo. Mm-hmm. Ranallo. Mm-hmm. Ranallo. Ranallo, yeah. Ranallo. I want, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't offered him a spot in the UFC. Well, because he was associated with Pride, WWE. He's a real free agent, so I don't think they. I think they like the tandem of Joe and um and Mike Goldberg already. Because oh. like I've been trying to find 
Mauro Ranallo's version of Mayweather McGregor. And I oh, can't seem to find it. It's good, right? That it's one? very good. But uh-huh. I just don't know where to get a copy of it. Yeah. I don't even know where they showed it. That's right. Because the, the, the copy that I keep coming across is the one with Max Kellerman, you know, the, the boxing yeah, guys. That's fine. But Mauro Ranallo. Yeah. Though. But I saw a clip of him reacting to, to the fight. And I was like, I need, I want this version. Mm-hmm. Where's I'm, this version? That would be right? dope. I can't seem to find it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully one day it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a mark of a good commentator too. If they're able to really enhance the fight, I mean, you yeah. still watch it, but if you prefer one, yeah, that'll be go. That'll be good. Yeah. Or fucking, what what's his name? Which one? Jr. from WWE. Oh, good God Almighty! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by God! Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, he's a good. One. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of good sound bites too. A lot of big he moments. He does. Mm-hmm. Good God Almighty! Got broken in half. <laughs> Randy Orton's on spaghetti legs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. dude. You know, yeah. before before we move on from this like announced commentary business, there is one fight where I really felt like the commentating was one sided. Oh, let's hear it. But everything that Joe was saying was true. Okay. Right. But like he just focused on it, I think, a little too, a little too much. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was TJ Dillashaw mm-hmm. versus Dominic Cruz. Oh, really? Right. I so got to rewatch li- that. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to it, it's literally 25 minutes of Joe Footwork. pointing out everything TJ is doing wrong. He's just <laughs> really? like, TJ's looking flat footed now. He's, look, he's, not, he's not loose. He's like, uh. oh, you know, that's so. tough. I think that's also tough, especially the way Joe is very passionate about martial arts. Yeah. He can't really talk about it in yeah. that sense because he's also got to be un he has he's got to be unbiased, right? Right. Yeah. But if you if you have that deep appreciation, I think that's why his um his fight companions are really good. Yeah. Because he's a good guy to have like if there's no uh suit and tie to work with, just you're hanging out and he yeah. can tell you he can break down the fight for you that way. Yeah. And it wasn't personal against tj it was just that joe rogan was expecting like prime tj yeah right so he was probably shocked that we were watching like a flat-footed tj a sloppy tj so that's that's probably why he was reacting the way he did Mm, he was just shook yeah i mean i think when it comes to the commentators of UFC, they've definitely done done a way more good than they've done bad. Oh yeah, in terms absolutely. Of being biased and all absolutely. that. So this unwanted, well, like unnecessary. Yeah, it's unnecessary. I get, look like the the PR machine was really for Adesanya to win that fight. So yeah. you can't you can't blame uh, DC and Joe talking about it because yeah. he technically that was the storyline they were writing. But, of course, you know they were man enough to you know. Um, come to terms like yo it was Jan's night he fought the fight that he wanted to win of course it's hard it's hard because whether you like it or not there's always a storyline coming into a big fight right Mm. and it wasn't necessarily can Jan defend against Izzy it was more like can Izzy hang with the light heavyweights Mm -hmm. you know is he gonna get double champ and it's understandable because he's a huge star Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you talk about him right Dude, putting yourself in their shoes is pretty hard. I remember one time I commentated an event for fighting for Tekken. It was the sole 
Filipino player going up against a Korean. Uh-huh. And the crowd was going nuts for AK. And I couldn't help but be biased. And I look back and I cringe because I'm like, damn, I was super biased. But I was carried away by the moment. It's rare for you to be put in that type of situation. So I don't think people understand as well that you get carried away in the moment. Especially yeah, in terms of, of like, if, if it's a one-sided fight, right? Like, well, that, with the TJ versus Dominic. Yeah. You can't you can't unlook past the mistakes as well. Of course, of so, yeah. course, it's just it's hard, man. Real time reaction. Mm-hmm. Haters are gonna hate. They're gonna have time to let things stew in their heads before they say. Oh what yeah, they say, they damn say, if you do, damn if you don't. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Fuck the haters. Dana, if you're looking for commentators, me and Gabe. Dana, Dana, we're <laughs> on Clubhouse. Yes. We're full senders right here, son. <laughs> We're full senders right here, son. Join, join that clubhouse guy. Join that room. Full send. Yeah. So. Okay, so. Yeah, 259. Initial reactions. Initial reactions. I know yours. The most disrespectful <laughs> thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm not going to celebrate winning this belt. But I will, though. But I will on social media. Dude, DC just told Aljamain Sterling to stay off the internet, bro. Yeah. Okay, so I, I watched DC Helwani. I love how we're able to really digest all of the that's happened. Yeah. So we're able to, you know, present it in a way that's like, okay, this is what's been going on this yeah, week. Yeah. DC was in that position with John Jones. And he wasn't go- gallivanting on social media and like putting it on his <laughs> shoulders. And he even said that, as much as possible during pressers, I put it, I, I just carry it. I don't put it on my shoulders because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a paper championship. It, yeah. You didn't win that technically. You won it by DQ. So that's nothing. And even, I, you know, I, I saw the clips of Aljo explaining himself like his family told him. Whatever. He loves that, that he has the belt. Yeah, the damage was done. He has the belt. And then even like... Even like in the interview, I can't look at this. Like, let me put it back. Whatever. I'm like, dude, come on. You're you look so happy. You're celebrating. Yeah. But this, like, yeah. yeah. Celebrate, but don't celebrate with it on your shoulders, my guy. But and, this is yeah. And a yeah. lot of people got rubbed the wrong way when he oh. started posing with Henry Cejudo. Oh my goodness. Making P- Piotr Jan look like the like the sympathetic one. Oh my goodness. I Lots love MMA. I love UFC. So and no no other sport, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Jan too. Oh, it's gonna do mega huge numbers. I forgot to baby. mention also. Dana's you, not saying shit. He's not because he knows we got drama, and when you got drama, you got pay per view buys, son. Did I mention there's more drama? Did you hear about the Matt Sarah thing? I did not hear about the Matt Sarah thing. Aljo, a student of Matt Sarah, like his, uh, yeah, has been, you know what? Matt Sarah has been training him from, yeah, from the start of his <clears> career. Right. Al- Aljo didn't want him in his corner. Why? Like, exactly. He didn't, you know, he, he just said that he told his manager to tell Matt Sarah, yeah, like, it's cool. We don't need you there. Oh, shoot. So everyone was like, Matt Sarah went on a podcast and he was so like, Wow, that's that terrible. He yeah, he was hurt because it's like, why? Yeah, I don't know. He, that's the thing, right? Matt Sarah was waiting for an explanation, but Aljo never w- replied to him on that. 
So it seems so like Aljo is the real bad guy here. Yeah, it it begs the question: Is he switching camps? Right? Like he he wanted to have pictures with I don't know Matt Sarah not there for him to be moving camps. I don't know. Do we sense a snake in the grass here? I think we do. Mm-hmm. I think we do. That that I think we do that, have a snake in the grass. That hurts, right? That hurts. That hurts. I would be very hurt by that. And he didn't give him a reason. He Peter was Jan's gonna beat the shit out of him in the rematch for sure. If I will break him, it was close though. Him. It was close. He was winning also. It was close. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he all he probably could have won it. Yeah. Again, it was very unfortunate. He was in the heat of the situation, and you can't have a champion do not know the rules like that, right? Such a messy storyline, man. Mm-hmm. Won the belt by DQ. Initially, it was Peter Yan that was a bad guy. And then Aljamain Sterling became the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And now there's some shit coming out where he didn't want his coach in the court. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Henry Cejudo. And then it's like, okay, this guy's do chasing you, that clout. Yeah. Do you realize mm-hmm. how good the rematch promo is going to be? Not just that. Not just that. This this controversy could breathe life into that division. Yeah. Yeah. TJ was supposed to take the winner. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. What's going to happen to Cody? What's going to happen yeah. to uh, it's at, uh, Sanhagen? What's going to happen to all these guys? It's, it's like you got these so two fucking... Well, I, I dropped a lot of F-bombs tonight. Yeah, you got nice. these two playing hot potato with the belt. He said, he said, he did this, he said that. Meanwhile, you got like TJ looming over, Cody yeah. looming over. Corey now, Sanhagen looming over. Now Henry. Now Henry. Over, right? Now that's and, cool. Okay, so Dominic Cruz actually came on social media as well and said that this is what Henry does. He only comes out, he only came out when there's a bad, when there's a good matchup for him. He wasn't yeah. like this when Peter won because he knows Piotr. When Piotr won, he was all like, yeah, I'm, I'm retired, I'm retired. But when Aljo won, he's like, oh, I'm back. Triple C's back. Uh, Dom... I think you need to lay it easy on the salt sign. I need no, to lay it easy on the look, salt sign. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Where where was Henry Cejudo with the previous match? Here's my question. Who was Peter Yan before last Sunday? He was a dominant champion. He beat Jose Aldo. Don't ask me this, dude. Piotr no, Yan is a destroyer. No! Don't, be, don't be a mark of the system. Don't be a mark of the system, no! dude. Don't be a mark of the system. Dude, this guy's a destroyer. But for like people in the know, right? But because of this, everyone's talking about I know, him. But now. they should have been talking about him before. Yeah, but and Henry should have chased after him. But no, I agree. I don't disagree. I... But I'm saying this, like little shit storm, mm-hmm. is will ultimately be beneficial for the division. It will be. It will be. But right, P- Piotr Jan, and I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think Henry's back. Because it's Aljo. I think Henry's back because people are talking about the division again. He was there. He was waiting for Aljo to win, I think. He was there. You think when, so? Yeah, I think so. I think Dominic Dominic I, is pretty unbiased. You can see when he lost yeah. to Cody, he was very critical about it. So I think his observation of that, it's pretty... Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with him. Because I know Henry's yeah. always in the scene, but, but he, yeah. he looks like he, he's picking his, his next fight. 
which to is be on yeah but to be honest i think sehudo beats jan and sterling i think sehudo would be i i, I think jan would be a harder matchup well han would 100 be a harder matchup for sure because he's got that punching power dude yeah with 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 sterling he's faced wrestlers before so it's nothing he's new to yeah but, but yeah look at this we're, we're talking about that division exactly you, we exactly. never talked about this division before 100 percento so who do wait mm-hmm. so who do wait i mean bitch wait that's what you yeah. keep saying not not right now <laughs> not right now it's <laughs> we are from b to c b to c there we go. That, that's lower than <laughs> <laughs> you just downgraded the weight. We had to cringe weight, cringe weight, oh, cringe weight. That's what it's called. Okay, <laughs> drop it. You're not calling it B any the bitch weight anymore. This is cringe weight. It's a hoodo weight. It's a hoodo weight. See, I mean, mm-hmm. look how much fun we're having talking about. This oh yeah, shitstorm. Oh yeah, right. So. I mean, I love how Aldo came out with a video on his Instagram and he was smiling. He had the belt all over over his shoulders, dude. No. To that I no. say, to that I say, all right. If you're going to be the bad guy, lean into it. I yeah, he should lean into it. He shouldn't Just pretend like... It. If that's acid. how you feel, if you're, if you're happy about winning that belt, regardless of how you accomplished it, wear that shit on your sleeve. Mm. Yeah, that don't I respect. Yeah, don't ask for sympathy and be like, uh, it's a fan. Mm, yeah, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I had time to digest this. I am the champ. Oh, exactly. Lean into it, son. Mm-hmm. Believe, believe, achieve, conceive, believe, Con- conceive, achieve. <laughs> that's that's the right? Luke Rockhold, uh, yeah, mantra. But long story short, man, the rematch is gonna be huge. Yeah, that's gonna be legitimate bad blood right there. Oh yeah, right? I think Piotr's like he's so mad now. He's like, oh yeah. I, I don't you. think Sterling wins the rematch though. Not when this like Matt Sarah business is happening. Yeah, I think he's got a lot true. of personal sh- things to deal with. I'm sure. Like, that's the team that got you to the dance, and you're not even having your yeah. Your, it's terrible. The guys there, it's it's really it's bad. not nice. Mm-hmm. And to have Matt Sarah, I mean, you could have actually kept it private, but Matt Sarah is the one that came out in public with it because people kept asking him, "Oh, you're not going to be in Vegas for him? What? Why? Why? Why?" So he had to he had to break the silence. So kind of a kind of a jerk move there. Jerky jerk. Well, we spent a lot of time on that one, huh? We did. We did. I think that's the most pivotal like thing that happened in two fifty nine. Nunez yeah. winning against destroyed. Uh, yeah, destroyed. Destroyed Megan Anderson. Uh she's so good, man. I really think I that, love Amanda Nunez. Yeah, she could totally retire. Not she to could. take anything away from Megan, but yeah, just the aura of um Nunez is at an all-time high right now. Yeah. She's just so good, man. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. so good, and yeah, she just made megan anderson look like an amateur mm-hmm. right she's the destroyer worlds dude and like if, Nunes, Nunes. yeah and if you look at them side by side you would say like, yeah it's like a nightmare matchup she's tall that's 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 the quote right before you fight what say yeah the, say the line say the line night, i'm a I'm nightmare a... matchup for amanda Nunes. That's she doesn't want to fight me that's the she line. doesn't want to fight me that's what everyone Whatever. says you get starched <laughs> 
Yeah. I really think Shevchenko might be the closest to beating her, her, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in that weight class, though, like, if if Megan couldn't do it and she had a clear size and reach advantage, yeah. That's yeah. uh that's it's a tough day in the office for anyone that's gonna go up against Amanda Nunez. Yeah, man. I uh, I fucking love Amanda Nunez. She's good. You were nervous. You were nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. I was nervous because I, I thought Migo was gonna take it. Yeah, because like usually when the odds are overwhelmingly for someone, that's usually when I'm just like, hmm. Mm, something's not right. MMA here. gods aren't gonna be happy about this one. Uh-huh. They're 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 gonna want to change the game. It was yeah. it was lopsided for Nunes or Anderson? For Nunes. Everyone thought she was gonna win. Everyone felt oh. like she was gonna win. And rightly so. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my girl, girl, girly girl. Okay. So we talked yeah, about not much there, really. Yeah, it's no surprise. So it now, was a first round submission, by the way. It was in the yeah. first forty seconds, right? A lot of people were saying it was a, it was, Our it first was TK, few minutes. First, I, I think minutes. It was TKO first, then Nunez just went for the triangle. Mm. They, they say it was pretty, it was pretty like merciful of her to do that, which I think so because she could have just kept pounding her. Yeah, she, one punch, and Megan Anderson, Megan Anderson was like on spaghetti Buc- legs. Yeah, buckled. She was buckled. like, whoa, 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 whoa. ground floors lava. Yeah, the the power of Nunes, dude. I'm actually getting punched by Amanda Nunes, dude. I think I'll go to sleep. I think, yeah. I don't think a lot of people could handle her pun, her power. Yeah. Totally. Speaking of power, let's talk about Polish power. Oh, look at that. Look at that segue, son. Mm-hmm. That is why you <laughs> are the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Polish power. Ooh. Polish power. Jan Blachowicz. Disappointed. I am. <laughs> How disappointed you are. My fortune telling. Oh, man. Let's not keep record of that. But you know what? We thought that Jan... What did we say? Jan was going to win by... Oh, no. We thought Izzy was going to do it like Costa. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But smart game plan. Jan going for the later rounds to utilize his wrestling. So, yeah. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Izzy didn't look like he wanted to be there. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. I wanted you if if you're able to um process that even more. That he thought. he didn't at all look like he wanted to be there. I could see it in his face, right? He was there because his team wanted him there. And he said in an interview with Ariel Helwani, he wasn't even thinking about doing champ champ or at oh, least yeah. against Jan. It's his team that said, yo. Exactly. So he said his team sold him the idea of this fight. And so his heart was just wasn't in it, man. Right. You know, uh, it's I'm not disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. He just wasn't the same as he that night. He looked like his only goal for that night was to show up. But not necessarily win because Mm -hmm. look at how he handled the loss. It was like it was nothing. It It, it means nothing to him. Mm -hmm. It means nothing to him. And I can see that. I might be wrong, but that's how I'm reading it. It means nothing to him. 
you know, light heavyweight doesn't mean anything to him unless it's against John Jones. It's an interesting point you bring up. Yeah. Right. But it now, yeah, that's super far from happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was never about the belt, man. It was never about the belt. It was about John Jones. Yeah. This whole fight with Jan, completely unnecessary. There's no storyline there. They never called each other out. Yeah, he just moved. He just saw an opportunity and he went up. You and I literally had two weeks of drought in terms of excitement. It's like, why did this? Why did they even book this fight? How dare you, sir? Questioning this, the booking team. Why did you this fight? Is he wanted to chase greatness? I mean, that's his press release answer, Right? right? Yeah. But I really think that if he did win, he'd super go hard on John Jones. Like, I have your title. I have this. Yeah. But what you know, he did prepare for this, and I think he's taking the loss pretty graciously. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. But I can see what you're saying that he's taking it too graciously. Like, yeah, it's like it's like eh, okay, whatever. Because again, he he doesn't mind jumping back to the you know the the reins of 180, right? To the remind them mm-hmm. who's the king of that division. Yeah. We'll right. see how the next week pans out. But he got hit pretty hard in social media by John Jones. Costa. Yeah, of course. Of course. But he didn't react to any of that, dude. Just like, what? that's noise. That's yeah. chatter. That's yeah. nothing. I think he's just, he's processing. Oh, yeah. I think he's processing a fight that he feels deep down was unnecessary. Mm. That's what I think. You know what I think also? Yeah. I think also that he another thing that he wants to take away is that, you know what, maybe I could take an L here because it's by a, a person I respect rather than Costa, rather yeah. than Jones. It's yes. Like, yeah. You know yes. What? I'd rather give my L to this guy who I love. Like, he's a yeah. great guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with Urgency that. wasn't there. I kind of I felt that. Like, the, right? the same killer instinct wasn't there compared to... Because the only framework I have is him against Costa. Yeah. And you could tell, man, Jan just had clearly had the weight on him for sure. Yeah. You could just tell. You could just, yeah, tell. once once the takedown happened, right? It was all Jan you could tell, man. You could tell. There was like too much. That was like 20, 25 pounds, realistically, 30 pounds over him on, on him, fight right? night. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? True. Do you think now, though, that, oh, this is the blueprint to beat him? You just got to wrestle him. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? That's yeah. Yeah. But mm. you're gonna have to have some weight on him if you want to accomplish that. That's true. Yeah. And you're gonna have to close that distance. Exactly. And he will he will punish you for that. And Jan, no disrespect to Jan, he did it really well. Did. But having the 20 to 30 pounds over Izzy really helped with being able to walk through those punches. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. True. Jan's the real deal, man. Oh, yeah. Jan's the real deal. He's super wholesome. So I I think that him versus Glover Teixeira is like one of the most wholesome like title fights ever. It's going to be a great fight. I don't know how they're going to sell it without bad blood. I really think it's you're going to have to sell him as the the Polish superstar he is. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good fight. Yeah, no storyline, unfortunately. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think in the eyes of many fans, this is the fight to make it light heavyweight. Yeah. I think that's what's going to be. 
like the focal point. Everyone wants to see to share a fight for the belt again. I think it's a post John Jones era. Already. Yeah. So they got to build up those superstars, and what better yeah. than uh, Jan Blahovic, right? And and what's crazy is the last person to beat Glover Teixeira was Anthony Johnson, and it took him 15 seconds. Whoa. I fucking miss Anthony Johnson, man. Anthony Johnson. I think if he would be the champion now mm-hmm. instead of Jan, if he was in the UFC. I could see that, yeah. Anthony Rumble He's Johnson. He's a destroyer, dude. He is. He's super good. And can you imagine? Can you imagine he fought? I think in welterweight, he cut so much yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. And great move jumping up to light heavier heavyweight. Yeah. Now, um, Anthony Johnson, right? So isn't yeah? He's in Bellator now. He is, and he's fighting the soldier of God. That's so scary. That's uh, such an interesting fight. It's gonna be a great match. It feels like the fight you would make in like a video game. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll play Anthony Johnson. You play UL. Let's see oh, what happens. Snap. Before we move, let me go back to the Sterling thing because there's okay. this um there's, oh, a, there's an update. A, there's a quote from Anthony Smith, a oh. guy that was put in the same position, if oh. you guys do not know. Okay. He was also hit with an illegal shot, but he chose to continue. So here and he quotes: the legality of the shot shouldn't matter. If that knee was legal, he would have stopped that fight right afterwards. He Had his knee come up, he would have stopped that fight because Aljo wouldn't have continued. So because it's illegal, you don't have the balls to stop the fight and not put Aljo in a position where he has to make a decision. That's my problem. These referees are so afraid to take the heat. They don't want to insert themselves in the fight. Well, goddammit, when someone breaks the rules, that's your job. So he's pissed at the referee for giving Aljo that out. Are you serious? Because it's supposed to be the referee's decision. Obviously, the fighter's going to... You're putting the fighter... Now, all the heat actually is on Aljo now that we're talking about it, not the referee. We didn't even talk about the referee. So Anthony Smith makes sense here. Because when he was was in that position, the referee asked Anthony, what do you want to do? Instead of uh, making the decision on the spot. So he's saying he wants the ref to make a decision? Anthony Smith believes referee should have made a DQ call, not force Aljamain Sterling to decide if, if he can continue. Because actually well, he forced that makes him? sense. He, no, he did not. He forced Aljamain to like, at, like decide, do you want to continue or not? The referee is supposed to be the one to decide for you. Oh, so he, he's saying he's against yeah. the fact that he was given a choice. Yeah, because actually that kind of makes sense. You're right. actually now. Now that you think about it, Aljo's the one that says, "I can't continue. I can't continue," which you know brought a lot of heat on him. As the same thing happened to Anthony Smith, right? Yeah, but he the, declined. The, he he said, I, "I can continue." That's what he said. Was he given a choice to continue he or was, not continue? He was. If he uh, DC says that's the biggest mistake he made in his career, he should have not continued so he'd get the championship. Oh my god, that's hilarious, dude. But yeah, he was put in the same position. However, he decided to continue. Oh, so so he's saying weakness. Yeah, so he's saying moving forward, he would rather the refs make the decision. He said the ref not moving forward. He should the referee should have made that decision. like period period. <clears throat> And not give Aljo that out because right. Aljo, right. you're putting the fighter in a compromising situation where he's gonna get you know hated by the public if he can't really continue. 
Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes sense. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And especially from a guy that's been in that position too. But I think I think he was being very, how would I say, professional about it. He didn't like say, "Oh, Aljo, yeah, I would have taken that shot for breakfast and keep, kept fighting." <laughs> Let's go! I want um, that belt. That's Lionheart, dude. That's Anthony Lionheart Smith. Anthony Lionheart Smith. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was clearly an when it's clearly an illegal shot. I think you should just automatic. Wait, because that the, changes you know, the whole course of the fight. Yeah. I mean, whether the fighter says he's affected by it or not, yeah, not your. It's it's not their call. You're the referee. Call it. It's gonna I'm be a sh- shitty <clears throat> call, but uh, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have, um, yeah, would have stuck by that referee's decision to not continue that fight. I think they should just do it WWE style, and if someone wins by DQ, the champion retains. No, that's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lot of people were were saying that. Like, how come? How come the champ is not retaining? Well, look at how the, Vince what, is doing it. What? What's stopping someone from being like Triple H, just low blowing everyone at the yeah, start of the yeah, bell? Right? Yeah, yeah. There needs to be this um, this repercussion. Fucking casual, dude. Your, your our mark our markiness yeah. is coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting rule, though. Is that normal for the bell to go to the appoint opponent? Yeah, it's it's stated in the rules and regulations because. Again, what's stopping the champion from just getting DQ'd if he's just right. going to keep the championship? Oh, that's true. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. So that adds like a level of... Of course, dude. Everyone's yeah, going to yeah, be Triple yeah, H. Yeah. Everyone's going to be Ric Flair. That's right. Yeah, low, just low blow that. <laughs> anyway, before we wrap up, we have one more piece of news to tackle. Uh-huh. Dana White. Oh, I wasn't better- expecting this. I'll bet a million dollars that Jake Paul loses this fight. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Dana, Dana, Dana. Dana, Dana. You're not playing the game, son. We love you, Dana. He should already know that Ben Askren is going to lose. It's already been paid for. Not just that. Like, he's seen him fight. Yeah, he's not the best striker. I get yeah. that he's a division one wrestler, all this, but you're in a boxing match, dude. I think this is just an indication that Dana White just doesn't give a shit about YouTube boxers. Yeah, right. And that's not a bad thing. That's just showing that Dana's thinking about other shit, and it's not YouTube boxing. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if Jake Paul wins this and he's gonna have one over dana uh yeah, you see, think that's... dana's gonna is dana gonna run away from this bet or he's actually gonna put his money where his mouth is no nah, he's not gonna go through with it man he says that stuff all the time oh yeah he says it all the time man it's all good uh but still like he gave jake paul that ammunition though yeah Damn. yeah he should have just well, he should have. He should have put money. Like I'll bet you. Like or like. Ah, oh, Jake, Jake Paul's gonna lose this fight. Just keep it like that. Because yeah. it's Ben Askren, guy. I mean, I've been watching his vlogs. He's yeah. he's improving, but ah, oh, man, Jake Paul's been boxing way longer. Yeah, you're you're playing with a different set of rules. But at the same time, with that Dana White betting situation, mm-hmm. Jake Paul's answer 
to me is like so desperate. Yeah, it is. Right? Like, oh, two million. Like, yeah. Escrow. Like dude, I'm gonna just... say I'm my contract right now. I'm gonna send it to you right now. Because it's like he's starving for attention from the UFC. Yeah. So the moment he got it, he was like, Okay, I'm gonna draft the contract, sign that shit, I'm gonna put it in escrow. He should have like, played it more cooler. Yeah, like, oh Dana, like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you sure you wanna do this? Or you should have said, like, yeah, maybe bait him into like agreeing yeah. into it. Like, you or, sure or, you wanna do this? Or be like just a million? Mm-hmm. All right. He was so like you saw the reaction. Right? Oh, look. he doesn't know how to play the game. Yeah. If that was Connor, Connor would have been like, make it ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But when Jake was like, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Ready. Re- yeah, it's true. He was right? too over eager. Over eager, man. No, with, with Dana making that statement, and he took it literally to just pee in his pajamas and be so excited like that. Like, dude, come on, have a little more self-respect there yeah yeah well when is the fight supposed to be again i believe april hang on i'm gonna watch it in 36 days april 18 at the time we're recording this oh my goodness that's gonna be a fun one Mm -hmm. yeah dude look at jake paul's record it's two and oh wow how how can it be two and zero oh if like he's fought boxer like not professional boxers is that still technically because you're it's a licensed fight like that's still your record yeah that's still your record that's professional makes sense okay that's already professional all right all right yeah sorry we had to end it in this note man any final thoughts oh, there's nothing wrong with that son I think we can end it on that we have an official ufc club yes on clubhouse uh-huh it's called ufc with an exclamation point so if you're in clubhouse holy crap ufc megan anderson no longer under ufc contract oh yeah she finished her six fights and she's deciding to take a break wow yeah. lioness retired well beat her yeah. out of a contract <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so we're on clubhouse mm-hmm. not as in between rounds but as ourselves Gabe Ojeda and Pocholo Estrada we have a room there for everything UFC it's called UFC with an exclamation point not and, not the word it's the symbol like yeah. UFC with an exclamation point yeah with an exclamation point not not the word yeah check us out follow us we'll add you as members mm-hmm. um to those listening, yes, we are aware we haven't been posting on Instagram. It's because we are working on some social media templates. Yes. To use so our feed doesn't look super stale or mm-hmm. too uniform. Uh, but rest assured, the boys are gonna get it done. We're gonna full send it. Oh we're switching up our schedule. We're gonna we're we're gonna record earlier in the week. Uh-huh. Get your weekly MMA habit. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, in between rounds this week, that's Gabe. I'm Potch. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next round. Peace. You've been listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Potch Estrada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere podcasts are available to get new, fresh weekly episodes. 
for more content and updates, please follow us on Instagram at InBetweenRoundsPH.